The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome back to the Source of Truth podcast as we finish this week out together. Again, thank you for the opportunity I have to be part of your day. And we hope we can be out today as you embark on to this Labor Day weekend, what is meant by many, final, kind of the end of the summer, put your final vacations in, get down to last weekend, and enjoy your time. And so we hope as you embark on this great weekend of vacation and time with family, that you'll have a great weekend. And we hope as we start that, that maybe we can just be helping the few minutes we have to gather here. Colossians chapter 2 this morning. Uh, I'm actually going to start with the verse that we kind of ended with yesterday, but we ended it with more of a as a reference than we really did digging down into the meaning of the verse. So Colossians chapter 2, we're going to be in verse number 9. Now we talked yesterday about the four warnings that Paul gave to the church in verse 8, four things that um, can become dangerous and the things that we can be lured to believe instead of just putting our faith in Christ. So then we go down to verse 9. He said, don't be worried about all these other things, verse 9, but for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So I did a little bit of research. If you remember, uh, we mentioned that one of the, or the, 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 the doctrine that was working its way into this church was a doctrine known as Gnosticism. And there's a lot to it that I won't go into explaining. Frankly, I don't fully understand every aspect of it. But one of the things that I've learned was they, they had this, and they have a word for it that I didn't write down, so I don't remember, but this idea that they needed some level of spiritual help to get all the way to Christ. There was this us here, and then this gap of all of these different things we needed to get to heaven. So, um, frankly, a lot of the churches today say that. We're here, Jesus is here, and we need spiritual help to fill this gap. We need, um, we need a priest, we need a, a spiritual advisor who can pray for us or connect us or things of that nature. We need angels or stars and all of these different things today that hopefully if we really do these well, we can be connected to Jesus. And so we can find that fulfillment, that spiritual fulfillment. And that's why he says, well, listen, don't worry about all the other things of the world, the spiritual things, the empty things. He says, why? Because in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything you need to think about when it comes to getting to God comes through Jesus Christ. And he is all of it. You, you don't need more super spirituality. You don't need no more traditions. You don't need more science. You don't need more, you know, any type of worshiping something else. You can come to Jesus alone. And you know, the Bible tells us there's just one mediator between God and man. That is the man, Christ Jesus. And today, a lot of religions, we work through our church or our, our priest or pastor or whatever it would be to, to, to kind of feel like we need him to get into the presence of God, to deal with our sins and things of that nature. But uh, God simply tells us there's only one person between me and God, and that is Jesus Christ. Christ. He is my mediator. He's my help. He's my encourager. As a matter of fact, he's my advocate. When I, when Satan goes to heaven and he accuses me of sin, which he does, he accuses all of sin. He's known as the accuser in scripture. God, understanding that, would have to look down and do something about it. But then he sees my advocate. Today, we use that term, a lawyer. And the lawyer says, listen, he, his punishment's been paid. He's already done it. I went to the cross, I shed my blood, it's already been dealt with. He is that advocate. So everything we need to get the presence of God is done through Jesus Christ. And So there's other religions, other traditions really strive to add so much more to the simplicity of Christ. They want to add all these extra things. And then they say this, 
If you've done all of them, then maybe you've been good enough to get to heaven. Can I, I want to tell you, one of the reasons we do this and try and teach this is we hope people understand that God did not design this to be complicated. He didn't design, design salvation to be complicated. He didn't design the Christian walk to be complicated, church, any of this. Implementing what God asks us to do is not always easy. We need the grace of God to do it. For me to be the husband, the father, the pastor, the, um, the citizen that I need to be, um, it needs grace. I, by, by nature, we're selfish beings, and so we need God's grace to be what we need to be. So implementing that is through the grace of God. Understanding it should not be complicated. God, it, it's all simple. It's through Christ, through the Holy Spirit, through the Godhead, and we can come to that. And we in the world make these things too complicated. So for in Him, told everything we need to get to God, we, we have access. Now, later we're also told, we're told to come boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Notice it tells us to come before God's throne boldly. He didn't say come before someone else. We have the right now to come in the presence of God. Let me encourage you. It's one of the things we think about in prayer. Prayer is not necessarily just a spiritual tradition that I do that hopefully I get God's attention. Prayer is an invitation into the presence of God. And when I'm in the presence of God, I have a God who loves me, who cares for me. And in that, he wants to hear these things. That's what I get from coming through Christ. So it all comes through him. Uh, one of the songs we sing at Church of Great, in Christ alone, my hope is found. That's really what it comes to. It's not in church. It's not in religion. It's not in a preacher. It's not in a movement. It's not in any of this. It's in Christ alone. And when we gather that, all the other things disappear in that simplicity is what Jesus wants us to understand. Let so me go on to verse 10. So he says in verse 9, For in Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Then verse 10, and, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Well, what was principality and power? Obviously the spiritual principalities and powers. It would be angels and demons and all, and heaven, all those things. It would be the powers of our world today, all of these different things. He is the head of all of it. So we're not concerned about all the other things. We're not concerned about what Satan can do. We're not really concerned about the world. God has already overcome the world as the Bible teaches us, so we can move beyond that. He says in verse 11, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Now, in the next couple of verses, there's these different comparisons. We won't deal with them all today. We kind of walk through things that are true about us. Now, I think it's important for us to understand, he talks this one about circumcision is um, being baptized, uh, being dead in your sins. We'll, we'll get to those a little bit later. But let's, this first one, he talks about this idea of circumcision. Why is this so important? You know, today to us, it's just a standard thing. We didn't think much of it. So let me, let me explain what it is and why, why he's bringing it up here. First of all, circumcision was something that God gave to the Israeli people, to the Jewish people, uh, when, uh, back in the Old Testament. And it was a way to identify between them and the rest of the world. And it was a symbol that they were gonna follow God, they were gonna follow God's law, they were in, in, in you know, compliance to God, and they did this for the purpose of stating, we are followers of Jehovah God. And so that was just something that was required and it's something that they did. And generally, pretty much only they did, from simple what we can understand about that. So it was, it was considered one of those rites. And in, in Old Testament, that's what God asked to do. Please remember when Jesus died on the cross, he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled all of it. So when we look to the New Testament, there's a lot of things in the law that was given to Israel, given to the Jewish people, given to the, those followers of God at the time that don't apply anymore. God completed all of it. Jesus finished it on the cross. 
We move forward. Now, the thing to remember is a lot of those things, you look at the Ten Commandments, nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Testament. So don't think that God has just ignored the Old Testament. Much of what we need to be reminded was reiterated, was repeated in the New Testament. You see, nine of the ten. The only one that wasn't repeated is uh, the Sabbath day. Uh, having this, all that stuff that came with the last day of the week. He's, the principle of the Sabbath is still there. We meet at the first day of the week, and a lot of things change in that aspect. That's the only one he did not repeat as a command. But when he comes to this, why is it an issue? What would happen is, as this Gentile church and these Jewish church, as this Christian church was merging the Gentiles and the Jews, the Jews still held very strongly to their traditions. Again, he mentioned that. Be careful about the traditions of men. And they struggle with the fact that for years, that's what made them holy. And now, and, and don't get me remember the years between Christ, between the Old Testament, New Testament, 400 years of, of silence, the, the, the Jewish belief, the Judaism had added even more traditions than God had ever put on it. So there's all these things that made them holy, and the Gentiles were considered filthy. You didn't do these things, you didn't stay away from these things. And one of the big rites was circumcision. It def def separated the two of them. And so what they were doing is they were saying, listen, for years you had to be come to Judaism to be able to come to God. Now you're coming to Jesus through the Messiah. You don't have to do any of this. So a lot of what's happening is they're trying to bring in these traditional, sometimes from Judaism, sometimes just from the traditions of the day, trying to bring in these things and saying, you got to do these things to be part of our church. And, and the pro be honest, the, the act itself, it is what it is. It's not right. It's not wrong. The problem was not do these things. The problem was do these things to be a good Christian. Do these things to be saved. Do these things to be right. And the problem was these traditions took the place of the truth of the Word of God. It, we, they weren't doing these traditions just because, hey, I want to I make the decision I go. They were doing these traditions because that's what made them feel spiritual. Churches can still be like that today. Um, they hold certain positions that make them feel better, and they think the position makes them holy. Please understand, as we desire to go closer to God in holiness, there are some things we will do and some things we won't do. That's, I think it's biblical. But I don't do those things to be spiritual. As God works in my heart, I follow in obedience and I do those things. They are a result of holiness. They themselves do not produce holiness. And that was the problem. You bring these things in and you go back to the idea that holiness is not in Christ alone. Holiness is in all of these traditions. And that's where the problem lies. And that's what Paul was trying to eliminate. Um, putting, uh, you know, taking some principles, standards, whatever term you want to use today, and say that I'm going to be careful what I watch, or I'm going to be careful what I drink, or careful where I go, or uh, I'm going to, you know, be careful what I allow my family to participate and view and things of that nature. Nothing wrong with that, but those things don't make you more spiritual. You, you do those things in implementation of what you believe God wants you to do. So we've got to be careful that tradition and all these things don't make you better. They are a result of God's working in your life. And as you grow, and yours will be different than others because you're in a different spot of Christian growth. So we're going to walk through a couple more of these things starting Monday as what, how it's implemented, what it was that they were trying to deceive the church in and how today we come and we can look at these things. Because remember, these aren't eliminating saying the most, you know, the more carnal I am, the more spiritual. There are things God wants us to do, but we need to know what the Bible is asking us to do. We find these things in Christ. So I hope this is a help. I hope that as we move forward, it gives us a better understanding of not what a church position holds, what the Bible holds. And by the way, a church should hold the positions of the Bible, not the positions of a church. Hope we know that. We should be able to find everything we hold to in Scripture. 
And that's what we're striving to go with, and hopefully we'll be able to continue to give a better understanding of that. Thanks for joining us again on this Friday morning. If you're local to the area, we'd love to have you join us in in person, Sunday morning at 10, Sunday evening at 5, uh, both services on Sunday, and so we'd love to have you both of those. Uh, for some reason, you can't make it, we'd love to have you join us. We live stream on our website at bensalembaptist.org, our YouTube channel, or our Facebook page. Again, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again on Monday.